Welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Reitz and I'll be your host today. I am so excited you are joining us. As a reminder, this podcast exists because words matter and we believe healthy communication is oxygen for our relationships and leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one to a team, from a stage, from a screen, we hope uh, that this time together today will encourage you, it will challenge you, it will inspire you, uh, dare I say motivate you, to choose to communicate in healthy ways. Because when you do, we know that your world will be drastically better and it will improve through healthy communication. Well, we're in this series uh, about our family, speaking with your family. And for many of us leaders, uh, our health in our home, in our family, our communication health is just incredibly uh, vital. And so today we, we talk about a tough topic. And so we're talking about the topic of divorce. It's extremely difficult. And so we're going to walk into this conversation with caution and care. But we really do hope that this conversation, uh, this interview will help you when it comes to speaking with your family. The reality is in 2023, many families do uh, have to walk through this door and go down this journey of divorce. And so we want to have these questions. We want to talk about it because we know it's incredibly difficult on everyone and it has the potential to destroy parts of you, uh, your family, and your leadership. Because when it rocks you, at your home life, your work life will most likely suffer. So that's why we're tackling this. So someone asked me about this series, why are you talking about family communication when you primarily talk about leadership and communication issues? Well, because again, if your communication is healthy at home or it's not healthy, it will bleed into your work. And so these are opportunities for us to rise above the, the rough parts, the bumps in the road when we're especially going through life and going through a divorce. So this week uh, in this Speak With Your Family series, we dive into the right and wrong ways to communicate before, during, after a divorce. And today I'm so excited because I am joined by a very good friend of mine. I've known Dr. Michael Barrett for many years and I have just been unbelievably impressed by his leadership over the years. Uh, I have such an admiration and respect for him because he is just someone who just lives out this message of speaking with people. And so I'm so excited to be able to be joined by him. He is definitely a friend who has stuck very, very close and uh, where I don't know where I would be without him. So Dr. Michael Barrett, thank you so much for being on the Speak With People podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It truly is it's my honor and pleasure to be on the podcast with you. You know, looking back, most people can look back at a point in time in their life and either it was a point or a moment in their life or a person in their life that truly changed the course and trajectory of their life. And I think for you, and I want to let all your podcast listeners know, like for you, for me, that was you. You were that person that, you know, when I found myself in a deep pit, you know, you were that person at that point in time in my life that altered that course and trajectory in my life. And so this is a truly an honor and a pleasure to to give back and, and to be part of something for you. And thank you so much for your podcast, To Speak With People. You know, I look back at education and we get English in school. I may have taken a speech class, but we're not really taught how to communicate and how to communicate mm. very well. So this is so crucial for any aspect of life, for any person, whether you're a, an employee or an employer, uh, whether you're a pastor or just a, you know a parent, this is vital, vitally important. And the information, the tools and the tricks that you are providing 
hopefully will keep somebody from heading down to this deep, dark pit called Mm. divorce. Mm. So thank you. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Well, before we head into the conversation and kind of dive into this week's uh, topic, I just wondered, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, a little bit your story, uh, just to kind of fill in our listeners on that? Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm a chiropractor. I uh, I grew up outside of Western Pennsylvania, a small town called Beaver Falls. Most people only knew it because of uh, Joe Namath. So for <laughs> those of you listening from Michigan or from Florida, yes, I'm a diehard uh, Steeler fan, Penguin <laughs> fan, Pirate fan. Uh, you know, I went to school at Penn State. So I moved to Chicago. That's where I went to the chiropractic school. Ended up practicing there for a short bit. Moved to Indiana. That's where uh, I, I met my my first wife. We got married, eventually moved up here to Michigan in 2005. Been up here since that point in time, so 17 and a half years. Uh, we got married around 2002. Somewhere along that way, you know, the communication broke down. The marriage began to fall apart. We found ourselves in a series and a progression of time of divorce from relatively from 2010 until about 2014 when it was finally uh, mm. finalized. And uh, so that was a, a long, hard stretch. We have two amazing kids that I can no longer call kids anymore because they are 18 and almost 20 now. Uh, so they're now young, awesome adults. So now uh, roughly almost two years ago, I got uh, remarried. And uh, so now we're navigating those changes as far as uh, new family dynamics new changes. So hearing, love it. Love it. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty great wedding ceremony on the beach in Florida. Uh, <laughs> it was one of my favorite ones to, uh, officiate. It was pretty great. <laughs> uh, I think it was pretty awesome. The weather was fantastic. And, uh, anyone considering getting married, I would highly recommend keep it short, keep it simple, keep it, uh, uh way less stressful. Just pick a Nice little area on the beach, uh, get married, and it greatly reduces cost and stress. <laughs> and I do have to say, uh, you and your wife have uh, an, an amazing part of your family uh, in Sir Edward. Um, I mean, I was thinking about the other day, he should have his own Instagram you know, page. I mean, he is he's pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, I've said that for a while now, and I need to get on that because he is well known. Uh, I think people in town know him better than they know me. <laughs> they may not say hi to my my name, uh, but they're like, oh, Edward. Everybody knows Edward. He's uh, There's a coffee shop here that he's been the uh, customer of the month many months now. Uh, they love him when he comes through and gets his little pop cup. So, yeah, he, he's an awesome, almost 150-pound Great Pyrenees. 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's a big baby. For sure. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Well, I appreciate it. And... Uh, just appreciate you uh, being willing to uh, kind of walk us, you know, through some of your story and some of the things that you've learned. So just kind of going back, you know, in time as you were uh, walking through the divorce, you know, take us back to the beginning, you know, what kind of effect did that have in the very beginning on your communication with your family, your friends, with your work, you know, the things that you were kind of going through at that time? Yeah. So, you know, probably one of two things happened. Uh, either you're going to overshare everywhere. So your friends, your family, your coworkers, your social media, you know, which is an awesome place to just dump all of your dirty laundry, right? Uh, or in my end, you know, I went into my, my own little cave 
So mm-hmm. I chose not to, to communicate. Um, you know, you're going through so many different emotions from sadness to frustration, to anger, to confusion, to anxiety and fear about what the future is going to hold yeah. the future of what the d- divorce process is going to hold. And so it's very easy to, for those emotions to control what's then going to come out when you communicate. Uh, so I chose to go the more quiet, reserved way. You know, my, we work in a, I was working in a bigger office. There's a lot of people that were coworkers, but they weren't exactly close friends. And I didn't want to be that person that, you, you know, was just going out and trying to tell anybody and anybody that would lend an ear what was going on and, and who was at fault and, and, you know, this, that, and the other. So there was only a, just a couple of very close people that, you know, knew those details. And so for me, it, it was, uh, it was a very quiet, reserved, uh, period mm. of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is interesting though. Some folks, they, you just nailed it. You kind of perfectly put that you either undershare or you, you know, way overshare and, it's just amazing. Uh, I have seen, um, you know, many of those conflicts uh, unfold before everyone's, you know, watching view on Facebook. And it's just, there's just nothing good that comes from that. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you could, you know, and again, thank you for, you know, sharing pieces of your story here, but what, what were some of the common communication breakdowns, you know, that, you experienced, or you just, because you've been through this and you've talked with other folks, you know, that you've seen happen while people are going through divorce, some of those common communication breakdowns. Yeah. So I think, uh, if you be quite honest, I think it's not just during the divorce, obviously somewhere along the way, there was a major breakdown in communication that more than likely was a good reason or a portion of why it ended up being in a divorce in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so what those windows of communication, those lines of communication are no longer open uh, or falling on, on deaf ears, then that then starts this, this tailspin of a downward spiral. Uh, I, I think some of the things that, that happen, you know, with a divorce is that, you know, so many emotional things going on that sometimes those that were involved are trying to grasp for anything and everything that they can, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's possessional things of, money, house, uh, dog, you know, cars, whatever it may be, those emotions tend to go first and forward and they really, it, it's more about uh, what's in it for me versus how can we get through this? Uh. Okay. Obviously the marriage didn't work, but how can we do this and, and pull this apart, um, fairly. And I will say that, you know, certainly when there's, um, if you're doing it without legal help, it's a little bit less fire on there. When there's mm. when there's lawyers involved, um, what may have been a simple phone call, a simple text, a simple message or an email, definitely the the fire or the heat of the moment tends to get revved up a little bit more. And I yeah. noticed that when we were trying to work out things prior to attorneys getting involved, that uh, it was handled a little bit more amic- amicably versus then when the attorneys got involved. So, right. so that Oof. changes the, the, the dynamic. And I will yeah. say whenever, um, because there's so much emotion that's going to be charged up in this, that it, a lot of times it may be better for, for a phone call versus a text or an email that you're, you're, you're having different emotions that you're going to read a text or an email 
differently. You can't hear someone's inflection in their voice. You can't see their facial expressions. Yeah. That you may take, you know, like, what? what does this mean? And what do you mean? Like, and so I would say just take a step back. Sometimes yeah. it's just better to, to reply with an okay versus uh, a long-winded message that's going to just fuel even more to the fire. Yeah. Ooh, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's so true, right? Across every every situation, you know, relational situation, we get so upset with someone and we want to fire off that mean, oh, aggravated, yeah. angry text and take a step back, put the phone down, breathe. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times and I, and I had learned the hard way is that, uh, you know, I would say about this whole long thing and right before you hit send, you know, it's uh, the meme of the Holy Spirit, you know, like clamping someone's mouth shut that I just would end up deleting the whole thing and just literally replying with, okay. Yep. Because uh, it just wasn't worth, uh, yep. you know, creating more, more anger and more animosity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go. Let's go back for a second. Uh, you talked about just that dark season where you kind of just went inward. How did how how did the pressure, the stress, the weight of all of this, you know, just affect you know if you, if you can remember back in those you know your communication, even when you when you would go to work or when you were communicating with other family members or friends, you know, did you get called out by anybody that was just like, hey, you know, you've really you really, you really went inward, you know, can you, can you walk us back to just, you know, how did that affect your overall communication? Uh, I think for me, um, you know, I grew up, my parents were, were married, what, 53 years before my mom had passed. So divorce was not, uh, was not on the, on the, on the table, you know, that was not an option. And so when you're going through it, you know, you're going through a lot of motions, like I failed, I'm a failure. Um, ashamed, you, mm. you just go through so many different things to where you don't want to communicate because you just feel like you're going to either going to be ridiculed for, for what happened or made fun of, or, you know, here you are this outstanding, you know, doctor in town and, and look what happened, you know? Yeah. So a lot of that just sent me into this, this inward dark to myself period of time which isn't helpful because you're, you're supposed to be, it's going to affect every aspect of your life, your work, right. uh, your, your communication, your, your time with your friends. They're in a sense that something isn't right. And then everything you do goes from in here out through here. So whenever you do come across certain situations, you may fire off things that are not lined up mm. for the situation. It's because what you haven't dealt with was what's in here. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you kind of hit on it, you know, a little bit about, you know, typing something out and then putting it down or deleting it. But and in, in all these situations, it, it's not one way or another. But, you know, you, like you talked about, emotions get stirred up. We get angry and agitated and one person does this and one person does that. And then there's hearsay. Like, is it po is it even possible to refrain from hurtful and disrespectful and demeaning words, uh, you know, through, through the, the, the process. I mean, what do you, what do you think from your point of view and vantage point? I think it's quite possible. I mean, I would like to think that, that I did that it was not easy. Um, but you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I grew <laughs> up on hip hop, so that's a, <laughs> or check yourself before you wreck others. 
Yeah. And I will say two things. That number one, if you're a Christian or a Jesus follower, like you, you, you have to love your enemies. And at this point in time, you know, you went through a heated divorce. That, that is your enemy. You have to love them. Yeah. Doesn't mean what happened was right. Doesn't mean that you're you're wrong. They're right or vice versa. But you have to you have to love them, and you have to you know what would Jesus do? And I would say even more so when there's kids involved. Man, um, you have to. I probably have a lot of scars inside of my mouth for biting my cheek, biting my tongue. Mm. It's so important for two reasons. Number one, they were at a, such a critical age that they're learning how to behave, how to act, how to interact, how to communicate based on what you're doing. Yeah. So if they're sensing mom and dad are fighting and, and oh my goodness, it's like well, water or, or yeah. fuel on a fire every time they're, they're together, this is what you're teaching them to, to interact or how to how to treat others down the road. And secondly, these kids came from both of you. So yeah. they're, they are from both of you. So if you're going to talk down, if you're going to belittle, yeah. if you're going to be mean, if you're going to trash talk the other person, you're really hurting your kids. I mean, they are half of the other parent. So it doesn't matter who was wrong. It doesn't matter how guilty they were. You slam them, you hurt them, you demean them. Even if it's not in front of them, somehow they're going to hear about it. You know, it just yeah. not only makes you look bad, but it truly hurts them. And that's going to be some damage that who is going to take a long time to heal uh, in those children. So, yeah, not only is it uh, possible to do, but it's absolutely necessary to do. Yeah. Because of that, um, anybody that is going through a divorce or just marital problems, I'm a hundred percent firm believer in counseling and therapy. Mm. I think you've said this many times, uh, counseling or therapy is for the breathing. It means if you still have breath in your lungs, we all go through different things. And mm -hmm. this probably is one of the, the biggest things that yeah. you need a trained seasoned professional to help you walk through what you're feeling, what you're going through so that then you can communicate in a much better way going forward. Wow. That's so powerful. And, mo you know, a lot of leaders get to the place where they, you know, we know that, right? We know it. We've been told that. We've experienced maybe that in our past. But then we get to the place where maybe pride or, you know, whatever wells up in us. And we're like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But if we just took that step, we might, you know, uh, have a, a alleviated ourselves of a lot of, you know, potential hurt because yeah. working through those things with a counselor, you know, could have, you know, helped us not attack or, you know, send that hurtful text or, you know, those kind of things. Boy, that is, that is so difficult. Um, for coworkers or friends who have a, a friend, you know, going through a divorce, <laughs> I know we all, I know we all have them. It's like when someone, you know, comes to a funeral and, and they, you know, we just don't know what to say a lot of times at funerals. So some people yeah. say some like ridiculous things, you know, oh, they look so not, you know, they look so peaceful. What? Like, really, did you have to say that? But are there some, you know, are there some things that need to be said and then, you know, need not to be said like during that, during that time? Is there, you know, is there any advice you could give folks on that? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on your work environment. You know, if you work in an office where there's two of you, Clearly, they're going to pick up on something a little bit more than if you're right. working on the floor with a, a hundred people. Right. And that's not necessarily the place to, you know, share things. I think sometimes just 
being there for somebody, you know, if you're picking up on something that something doesn't feel right, like just even getting them a cup of coffee, say, Hey Bob, you know, I just thought this might cheer you up a little bit. Yep. Have a cup of coffee on me or, Hey, yep. the, you know, the, the bulls play on Friday night. You want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and go grab a uh, dinner and a drink or something. Just, just letting them know that, um, that you're there and yeah. that you care. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to give them any words of advice, especially if you've never been down the divorce right. road before. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a scary, it's a hurtful, it's a anxiety riddled time that sometimes can, the longer it's there can lead to some, some depression that, uh, just letting someone know that, um, Hey, you're, you're, you're there. Yeah. If you're going through, I'm here for you. If you want to talk about it? If not, Hey, you know, we're here for yep. you. It's amazing, you know, and I, th I think, you know, hopefully most of our coworkers or friends, when they do try to add, you know, their advice, especially if they've never been down the road before, you know, they just sometimes, you know, just end up saying some of the craziest things, you know, and you're like, you're just better off. Like just what you just said, just be there, just be there, be a presence, yeah. you know, be encouraging anything not to say, you know, I know you hit on maybe if, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you haven't been down the road, but you know, or maybe if, if you remember any, uh, examples, quote unquote, of things that were said to you. Oh man. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, because I was very, very quiet about it at my place of employment. Um, people didn't really find out about it till years after the divorce. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, and, and you know, there's always two sides to every story. No matter, um, and it's even more difficult when friends or coworkers are friends with both of you. And if one person has already said their story, it, you know, it's right. Um, right. <laughs> what do you do it's going hard. forward? It's, it's very hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's, uh, uh, and I might be making a really inappropriate analogy here. So, who has, I think of this, one of those things that maybe I shouldn't say, but I'm just going to go for it. Um, uh, it's one of those things where we just create all of these sides. It's, it's almost the same in the church world at times when someone decides, ah, oh, this isn't the church for me anymore. And they leave. It's like all these barriers are put up and then you can't be yeah. friends anymore. It's like, I've seen it so many times with families who've gone through divorce, you know, oh, okay. Who gets the friends in the divorce? And then like in the church world, sometimes, you know, can we still be friends? Can we still, we still hang out if we go to different churches. It's it's just shouldn't be like that, you know. We just yeah. we love to put up barriers and create sides all the time. I mean, it's just part of human nature. It's just so difficult. And and, and sadly, outside of the the work uh, place, you know, just mutual friends that we had, um, you know, during the time that they heard of anything going on divorce wise, you know, it's like turning on the the light in the dark. Motel six and the, the bugs go crawling uh, everywhere. It's yep. uh, you know they scattered and disappeared. Um, yep, just didn't want any part uh, of either side. So yeah, yeah. What what's some advice you would give someone who's you know heading down that road and they've got to they've got to communicate you know for the first time with their kids. You know what's going to happen uh, coming up. You know is there any any Ooh, advice? Yeah, you give? that's uh, that number one. You're you're uh, you, you got to get yourself right first. You really do. I would yeah. highly, highly recommend, uh, you know, if you're a Jesus follower or a Christian, I would highly recommend talking uh, in depth with your pastor 
I would highly recommend talking with a very experienced counselor, especially yeah. one that is dealing with divorce and family matters, because your words that you're going to say to your kids, you get one chance to say that, and that could either make or break what's then going to happen afterwards. So just be there for them. Let them know that you uh, you love them, that both of you love them. But yep. I would highly recommend doing some prep work ahead of time yep. before heading into that position of, of speaking to them. Rishan. Yeah. Is there anything uh, that you learned about yourself through this process? You know, is there anything from a, you know, ha have you, did it change you? Uh, how it, obviously it changed you, but did it change how you communicated with people? Did it, you know, I mean, after you went through this, I mean, this is a tough a tough process sure. and deal, you know, what did you learn about that on the, about yourself on the other side of it? Yeah. Well, uh, going through a lot of, uh, counseling, you know, it, it um, you really learn quite a bit about your, yourself and you're certainly not what other people say about you. And you're certainly not what happened to you, you know, as a Christian follower, you are who God says you are that first most, uh, First of all, is the, the biggest thing because it can be rather damaging. You start to feel um, like you're not good enough, that um, you're not worthy, that that you're a screw up, that you're a failure. So you right. do learn quite a bit yourself during this, and this yeah. it will get better. You know, it can't yeah. rain, it can't storm forever. You know, right? You know, the biggest storm lasted for forty days. It eventually stopped. Right. So it will. It will change. It will right. get better. But yeah, is it Maya Angelou who said every storm runs out of rain? I hope that's who said it, but I know there's a quote, <laughs> every storm will run out of rain, you know, <laughs> like at some point, like it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's just so terribly difficult. Any other, any other, um, pieces of advice you would give someone, especially, you know, they're walking through it. I mean, you, you've given us such rich practical advice already, but is there anything that's like, you know, the last bit of tools in the toolbox that you would say, you know, really think about these things? I would say it's it's vitally important. It's critical to really assess who is your your core. Mm. Who are your core few friends? Not your, you know, your dozen people to come over and watch, you know, a football game. But I'm talking about your very few close friends. Because yeah. if it's not divorce, there's another storm coming. There's yeah. another pit that you're going to stumble yeah. into. And um, those that are closest to you, you know, that's either going to make or break how you get through this and, and out of that pit. So definitely, I'd say assess that for sure. For me, I found out who that was because those that stuck around when I was in the pit, you know, I got to enjoy things when we we're at the top of the mountain, but they were in the, in the thick of it with me versus those that were at the mountaintop enjoying the the view at the beginning once i got into a pit nowhere to be found and when you're left alone like that that's a very tough situation yeah i would say closely and uh, examine who your closest core group of friends are yeah if you're gonna go to church if you're a christian if you're a jesus follower if you haven't gotten a small group yet get yourself into a small group even yeah. if life is good at the moment yeah I would say that that's between you and the small group. Those are two people, two groups of people that, man, really made a, a difference for me, helping getting me through um, that pit. So, yeah. and then three, make sure you have yourself a good counselor. 
even yeah. if life is good at the moment, there's some things from your past. There's some things that you may have gone through that you felt like, oh, I'm fine. Well, it's good that you may need to just start walking through, working through that way, uh, you know, guard your heart. Everything you do flows yep. from it. Everything yep. goes out through your mouth. So make sure that you, uh, you have your heart in the right place. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. So rich. I I've got to say just, uh, from my perspective, walking with you through those times, um, and maybe inappropriate, I apologize again, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would get upset at you at times because I'm like, how are, how are you taking the high road? Uh, um, you know, as your friend, as someone who just believed in you and loved you, I'm like, attack, attack. And you just time and time again, Michael, like I, I've just, you, you have encouraged me so many times in my own leadership and life with my communication, you know, um, yeah, uh, to, to choose the high road, to over-encourage. I think you are the greatest encourager I've ever met in my life. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. I mean, you know, you talk about how I was there for you. Like you've been, you've been there through me so many, you know, so many times. And we've talked about on this podcast before, you know, people's encouragement tanks are not full. They're not three quarters full. They're not half full. Like for some reason we think, you know, no, nobody really needs those encouraging words and thoughts. Yes, they do. And you are the epitome of that. And so, yeah. you know, I just, I appreciate that so much. So before I let you go, what I thought I would do is ask you, you know, a couple of rapid fire questions sure. and then uh, people can kind of keep getting to know you. But is there a book you've read recently that has had a great impact on you? Something that you would recommend to another leader? A book? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I had the time for, for, for books. So yep. I've found that, uh, I'm even reading like this, uh, get the name of the app is, but it gives you like the cliff notes version. Yeah. The highlights of perfect. each chapter. So I can at least start getting my head filled with something, but I, I do like a lot more podcasts than books. The books that I'm reading, research articles, you know, the latest in, in medicine and trends Spine in medicine. Management. And that's sure. <laughs> most stuff that will put most people to sleep. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm reading. So I don't want to bore you with those details. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that though. You know, to be able to read uh, those cliff notes because you're, you're right. Like uh, those are so helpful. Uh, so podcast wise, what are what are some podcasts that you enjoy, either for your leadership or just for guilty pleasure, and they just kind of fill you up? Yeah, it's funny. You like different seasons of life. So when I was in that pit, I found myself trying to listen to. Any podcast I get my hands on to that was dealing with forgiveness and, and how to move forward and guardrails and all that stuff. And now that I'm in a completely different season of life, it's all about leadership and business. And so a good friend yeah. of mine turned me on to this podcast called uh, Business Meet Simple. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now what is anything, uh, Andy Stanley related uh, leadership yep. podcasts, uh, the Global Leadership Summit uh, is awesome. Obviously, the speak with people has been absolutely fantastic because well, thank I'm you. trying to learn how to be a better speaker on speaking in front of more and more people. So, yep. No, I mean, that's sincere. It's an awesome uh, podcast. Well, thank so. you. Thank you. And then probably the most important question of all, uh, brisket or pulled pork? Like, which one would you choose over the other? Oh, man. I guess uh, that too, different season of life always used to be uh, pulled pork. <laughs> I'm on this carnivore diet. And so it's a lot of fat, a lot of meat. So I've switched to brisket. I found this uh, 
Texas style rub to put on this this brisket. Oh man, it's been so good. So I'm gonna go brisket on that one. I'm so amazed that you're still on it. I, uh, you guys are you guys are amazing. And the picture you sent me of your brisket the other day, wow, <laughs> like that was incredible. Uh, well, I can't thank you enough, Michael, for joining us. Thank you for like. I know we just, you know, we tried to just go under the surface a little bit, and this could be like, uh, you know, an entire ten week series. Um, but we wanted to give some hope and give some, you know, practical advice to some folks as they're learning how to communicate this. Do you want to point anywhere uh, to people can find you online or uh, your business or anything like that? Yeah, sure. So uh, my wife has started. My wife and I have started this practice here in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, you can find us on the, as you call it, the interwebs. The interwebs. At, uh, abundant abundanthealthmi.com. Awesome. So it's called Abundant Health Chiropractic and Wellness Center. That's fantastic. Well, again, thank you, Michael, for being a part. Really appreciate this. I know this is going to help a whole lot of people. And just thank you for your heart and for sharing. So thanks again. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, and thank you for listening to the Speak With People podcast. I just want to remind you that we would love for you to be a part of our Speak With People Facebook community. It is a community group on Facebook where we curate ideas, we share different podcasts, we do polls, all so we can help each other elevate the importance and practice of healthy communication in lives. And so just go to facebook.com and then search for Speak With People community group, or you can go to speakwithpeople.com slash resources, and then you can find it all on there. I just can't thank you enough. Our whole podcast team can't thank you enough for being an amazing listener, for downloading the podcast, listening, sharing it, and for leaving a review just absolutely means the world. Again, this podcast exists because our words matter. And we believe that healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one, on a team, from a stage, or from a screen, we hope that our time together today inspired and encouraged you to choose words that matter. Because when you do, you really will speak life into this world that drastically needs it. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.